Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, offering compassionate healthcare for all. Learn more about their services, including statewide access to medication-assisted treatment for alcohol and opioid use disorders at ucsonline.org. Today is Tuesday. It is the 6th of September. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Members of around 30 local labor unions gathered for a Labor Day parade yesterday in Des Moines. Paula Martinez is the president for South Central Iowa Federation of Labor. She says unions are focused on getting workers a livable wage and health insurance. She says the parade should be a wake-up call to Iowa that working people are the backbone of the state. These individuals deserve the honor and respect that they should get today, not only today, but throughout the year for being able to render, repair the roads, take care of the courthouses, take care of the jails, the prisons. As of 2017, Iowa Chapter 20 gives public sector employees limited bargaining rights compared to private sector employees. The president of the Iowa Federation of Labor says he'd like to see that changed so public employees have the same bargaining rights as private sector employees. Two new charter schools are starting up this fall. They're the first schools approved under a 2021 law aimed at growing the number of publicly funded charters in Iowa. IPR's Grant Gerlock has more. One of the new charter schools is tied to the Hamburg School District in southwest Iowa. It combines classwork with real-world training. For example, high school students in carpentry are helping build a new house. Freshman Martin Rodriguez says it adds hands-on work to his usual classes. You can still do normal schoolwork. It's just you're going to have to be on the grind. Hamburg Superintendent Mike Wells says 36 students are enrolled with more on a waiting list. He says the charter demands discipline from students in ways that traditional schools don't. If kids come to this school, they have to be willing to roll up their sleeves and work because this is a working school getting skills. And if you're lazy, this definitely is not the place for you to be. Another new charter is the first to operate with no connection to a local school district. Choice Charter School is an all-online program meant to help high school students who have dropped out to get their diplomas. A derailed train spilled asphalt into a creek early yesterday morning in the northern Iowa town of Hampton. The Des Moines Register reports 44 Union Pacific train cars derailed on a bridge over a creek. A spokesman for the company says the train was carrying mixed commodities and some asphalt spilled. Hazmat teams were quickly deployed and emergency response activities were underway. The crew of the train was not hurt and the cause is still under investigation. A group of Iowa State University researchers is studying the challenges facing Ukrainian refugees who resettle in Iowa. As IPR's Kendall Crawford tells us, the researchers hope to build an app that will assist organizations in identifying housing for refugees in the future. There's been studies on refugee housing in countries across Europe, but not a lot of research has been done here in the Midwest. Professor of Civil Engineering Christina Polakowski wants to change that by documenting the experiences of Ukrainian refugees. She says stable housing is foundational to a refugee's integration, but it's not always readily available in the resettlement process. Refugees are already a group of people who are experiencing trauma. And whenever being resettled to a different place, if they are not provided with the right resources, the effect of trauma on their quality of life is compounded. She says the researchers will bring their work to policymakers in hopes of improving conditions. And the Interstate 80 bridge that crosses the Mississippi River from LeClaire, Iowa to Rapid City, Illinois, needs work. The Illinois Department of Transportation is considering options for replacing it in the next several years. 
and that would usually include demolishing the existing structure. The Bison Bridge Foundation would save the bridge and open it to pedestrians and wildlife, including a small herd of American bison. Alexis Banks of Dyersville is a fourth-year landscape and architecture student at Iowa State University. She was among a group of students who helped draft landscape design ideas for the proposed bridge. I think that the one thing that is really interesting to me is how much more expensive it is to take that down and destroy it than to create something that can help the community and people and animals. Um, So I feel like it's a clear option. The Illinois Department of Transportation is considering seven potential locations for the interstate's Mississippi River crossing. A study on the existing bridge's future is expected to be completed in 2023. This is Here First from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Labor Day weekend just wrapped up, and for many, that's the last chance people can squeeze in a summer vacation. Chicago, the Great Lakes, and Mount Rushmore attract visitors to the Midwest, but states without obvious destinations have to get more creative. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rimbert explores how some states are promoting unexpected activities to lure in tourists. It's a bright August day on the Elkhorn River in southeast Nebraska. People are getting ready for a very Nebraskan way of spending a summer Saturday. They're about to float down the river in livestock water tanks. They call it tanking. To get started, you push the tank into the river. So these are cattle tanks. Then you and your friends climb onto patio chairs balanced inside the tank, which is about eight feet across. It's hours of sunshine, river views, and beverages. Believe it or not, tanking is something Nebraska advertises to potential visitors. It goes hand in hand with its tourism slogan, Nebraska. Honestly, it's not for everyone. Other states in the Midwest and Great Plains, like Iowa and Kansas, also lean on quirky treasures to counteract, well, attitudes of what there is to do in the heartland. The work is cut out for them. When Nebraska tourism director John Ricks surveyed folks on what they thought of the state, he said it got a bit rude. They were almost like knee-jerk responses. No fun, flat and boring landscape, nothing to do, blah, 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 blah. Iowa and Kansas have to combat similar beliefs. And those perceptions make it even more important to stand out above the typical stock images of friends laughing in a bar or trekking up a trail. Rick says those types of amenities are the baseline. you got to have those things. You don't see hotels advertising. I don't think they ever advertise this. I hope they never advertise this. Clean sheets. you gotta, you got to have that. Beyond that, Iowa, Kansas, and Nebraska try to set themselves apart and appeal to travelers who want to explore and discover. Jessica O'Reilly is with Iowa's tourism office. We're just trying to rise above the level of sameness that a lot of tourism spots are. They all start to kind of look the same. So we really wanted to find a way to break through that clutter. Iowa advertises its showy state fair, which boasts the famous butter cow sculpture. The state also highlights its biking paths and the Field of Dreams baseball diamond. Kansas promotes working ranches that moonlight as bed and breakfasts and its endless sunflower fields. And don't forget about the brisket, says Kansas tourism director Bridget Job. 
our barbecue, uh, it stands up to any other barbecue anywhere. And, you know, everybody has their favorite place. And we will fight for that. And I love that. It's one of those things that makes Kansas very special. It's easier to market Midwestern destinations like Chicago or the Ozarks, which have instant recognition. But the tourism directors say, where's the fun in that? After all, when you spend years as the least likely state for people to visit like Nebraska did, you can only go up. And the directors say the offbeat marketing works to draw in visitors. Jessica O'Reilly in Iowa says once people start exploring the state, they're not talking about flyover country anymore. Their eyes get opened and they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea there was all this stuff hiding right here and I just never knew about it. So that's our challenge, right, is to present Iowa in a new light. Of course, the pandemic devastated tourism everywhere. But there's a real silver lining for states with wide open spaces that give people a chance to get off Zoom, get into nature, and stay away from large crowds. That's a perfect description of the Midwest, Kansas's Bridget Job says. And Midwesterners shouldn't be shy about it. It's okay for us to tell others how wonderful we are. It's just not in our nature to do so. We know we're a great state. We just have never had that ability or that desire to proclaim that to the rest of the world. And we're trying to change that. So take it from the marketers. Push through Midwest modesty to brag about wide open spaces and even unconventional things like tanking. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Elizabeth Rempert. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News. It reports on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First, a podcast from IPR News. You can find wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters.